Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Designing Culture Podcast. This is the first episode of 2022 and hopefully the first of many. Um, I've had a very interesting few years, which I'm sure we've all had during this COVID pandemic quarantine. Um, I wonder if anyone has made a drink repping these times, like maybe the Quarantini or the Pan Slam or even the COVID Sierra VSOP. I don't know, just thinking out loud. But anyway, thank you for keeping me on your radar. Uh, You know I'm here to give you good stuff all the time, and that's why you keep coming back. And for all you newbies, I'm sure you're going to enjoy the show. Also, please go back and listen to my old episodes. I promise you'll enjoy those as well. Um, Today, we have uh, my first returning guest, Shahid. Once again, our interview has so many gems. We talk about music, of course, um, exciting adventures, his new wine line, and so many other things. So please listen to the entire episode because you will enjoy it from beginning to end. Stay tuned. seen you in a year right yes it's been the last the last interview the last interview was um last year a year 2020. ago yes yeah. oh my goodness so what have you been up to for the past year oh my all right um in three minutes or less in three, <laughs> in three minutes oh, okay in three minutes or less all right so one of the artists that i recorded um she got a single deal with Universal Records. Awesome. So awesome. We did that. Um, I mixed the just recently mixed a project for this guy named Demar Aaron. You know, he's a Grammy nominated songwriter, mm-hmm. engineer from New Jersey, but stays out of LA. Right. So that was a good experience. Um, upcoming, I have an Afrobeats project. I've never did Afrobeats before. Right. I never did any type of cultural music. Um, one of the artists I'm working with, Alexandra, is dropping her first EP, and we're excited for it. And also, I've been doing gospel records. Uh oh! Praise <laughs> the Lord. Been, Wait, yep. didn't I see you in a um a religious outfit in a video? Oh, in a priest. Yeah, yes. I, I, yeah. I had a role <laughs> playing a priest. Yo, that was that was my first role too. And I, I'm. I can believe you. I, I can believe it. You know, you being a preacher or part was, of the choir. <laughs> It was believable and I was able mm-hmm. to do that because I like playing roles like I'm not an acting guy But if I was to act I would like to play a role that's totally opposite of my character Okay, now, I don't want to play me. I want to play that would challenge you just something outrageous You know, right. I was looking cra- I was looking crazy in that role like in a good way Just really like embodying it. So right. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't pick that role for you, but you definitely right. nailed it. Yeah, you I nailed it, it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. You absolutely nailed it. So for uh, the Afrobeats record, right? Um, how did you prepare for that if you've never um, did anything cultural like oh, that? Oh my, that's a, that is a great question. A lot of records, when I don't know the approach, I don't know how to um, start the record, I just listen to similar music. Right. I go online and I just listen to a bunch of songs and I started basses in one of my programs. I started basing them on one of my programs. I'll take the drums and I'll just take the same drum pattern mm-hmm. and I'll build my melodies on top of that. Okay. And normally when that starts to come out, I start to add more of me into it. And at the end, right. it becomes my own record. I like but, that more meaning to it. Not right. more music, but more meaning. Right. More meaning, more <laughs> feeling. So I just use it as a reference. You know, that's with anything. You know, usually, it, it, even if I'm working with an artist that I never worked with before, mm-hmm. 
um, I listen to their music day in and day out. Right. And I'll just make music. I'll make records that sound the way they sound. You okay. know, just to give them a comfort zone. And then I'll play records that I just made out the blue. Right. So. Right. So um, recently I saw you at a pop-up shop. Yes. And it had nothing to do with music. It had absolutely nothing, nothing to do with music. <laughs> what were you doing at the pop-up shop? Oh, my. Yes. I <laughs> the pop-up shop. Yes. Shout out to my business partners, Lamar Brown and Sean Henderson. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> we got a um, company called Greerba. That's what everything is under. All the music, all the promotion, just our development. Right. And we came up with our own wine product about, I would say, in February of like last year. And awesome. this was the opportunity for us to just showcase it. You right. know, we had a pop-up shop with many other vendors. Um, shout out to my girl Sip Slow Drink Sherry. She handled the whole. I've had some of her drinks. Yes. At other pop up shops, and they are fabulous. Yes. She, 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 she has. <laughs> They're refreshing. Very oh my refreshing. god. Very refreshing. Very. I had two of them. The strawberry henny. I think I was a henny boy that night. Mm -hmm. Just this straight strawberry henny, mango henny. Right. But um, we showcased. We showed. We sold out of every bottle, and it was it was pretty successful. We had merchandise, not selling it, just just. Laid having out. it out right you and know, people just, just came over like alcohol people, right i feel like that was a win i, I feel like that's you could always that, win with alcohol that's the, that's the only that's the only the, one of the ladies said y'all sold out because y'all drunk what <laughs> <laughs> the people buying or the yeah, people selling no, oh one of the ladies she was messing around with us oh but. okay <laughs> so it was cool did you have any um taste testing there yeah we were offering free shots oh, okay um yeah and yes for the occasion. I think we're going to. Uh-oh, pop a bottle. That'd be cool. Oh, and I'm done with my drink. How coincidental. Yeah. So this is for you. Oh, mm. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This is our cognac infused. We have three kinds. We have rum, vodka, and cognac. I love it. So, yeah. Can we drink some tonight? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we can. This is this I'm is the well, yeah, that's the cognac infused one. I definitely want to. I love the bottle because it's shatterproof. Yes, yes. It was. <laughs> I've seen a couple <laughs> bottles go down. <laughs> you and that that's crash an and burn. That was the issue we were running into with just getting the bottles. They were when they were being shipped to us. Right. They were breaking. Mm. So you know we were kind of trying to make up for the broken ones. And you know, my boy Lamar, he's just a problem solver. He's like, yo, let's just get plastic bottles. You know, so I showed up, I'm like, oh, we have plastic bottles. Like, yeah. So, that makes sense. So which one is more expensive, glass or bottle? The glass, glass or plastic? The glass is more expensive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a very cool event. They had a 360 booth. Um I saw that. I saw you on mm -hmm. the 360 booth. The DJ, DJ Dutchy, he was there. He played one of our songs that we like really first broke out the Greer Bros with DJ Frosty mm -hmm. called Ride That Wave. So um he played that at the night and he just kept saying shout out to the Greer Boys. Shout out oh. to the Greer Boys. So, you know, we kind of felt like celebrities in there and it just showed like, you know, we really work hard to build up the brand my, my boy Cliz jackson photography was taking a few pictures my girl Fun pool she had a spa yo and we all wait was that the one that was massaging people? yes okay yeah. i saw that yes i saw that my girl she has she has amazing amazing just spa services you know she definitely came built her business from the ground up and stuck with it 
Sangria Bros is short for Sangria. All right. Okay, so, let's, okay, yes, yeah, so yeah, we got to go back let, to the let, history. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yes, right. let's do that. All right, let's talk about the Sangria history. Okay. Oh, let's cheers. Oh, this tastes good. It does. It's not too sweet. Oh, it's sweet enough. And it has a little bit of bitterness to it. Sangria Bros started with just me and my partner lamar brown at first okay um, we were just starting me we were doing music we've been doing music since we were so young but digital music rapping beats you know just that hip-hop world i guess we started just really doing in like 2008 mm -hmm. like it was we started with a group of people but for some reason it was just us at a point you know but right he's always been my closest you know it's always been me and him since the age of nine right you know, we've been in the same class oh the age of nine the oh, age okay. of nine right <laughs> so oh, you guys are friends friends yeah super friends even my third partner showing him the same just super friends but he wasn't really into music at the time right so he came on later and he just helped us with the whole business aspect but um we started sipping sangria you know it was a time i wasn't drinking Right. You know, I think I broke up with an ex-girl at the time. And I was just like, you know what? I want to change. You know, I can't I remember like, a time where I wasn't drinking. Oh, because... man. I was I was a late bloomer. Okay. I was damn near 26. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was already an alcoholic in recovery Oh, already. wow. A lot of people were. I was 10 years late. Everybody was getting drunk in high school. <laughs> but, um, and all I remember is my boy. He used to, oh, my boy Danny, rest in peace, too. Um, he used to bring a big jug of sangria around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the, I was like, here, tap it. He said, tell me, tap it, tap it. So I tapped it. And that's the only thing I knew. So I went to the liquor store. I didn't know what to buy. So right. I just bought the jug of sangria that right. I knew. And, you know, we came back to the studio and we just, we just started drinking, having fun. I guess mm -hmm. it was just a new experience with just drinking with my friends. Right. So, and we all having fun, you know, especially being young kids, we loosened up. We loosen up. Right. We definitely loosen up. I loosen up. <laughs> I came out the shell, especially as an artist. And we just needed a name. We just, you know, it was like a, everyone didn't start a sipping sangria. My brother started sipping it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my mom started sipping it. All my friends, we were just sipping sangria. And we was like, oh, we should call ourselves something. And we have a close colleagues named 151 Fever Gang. And they inspired us to just, you know, just have a name with like relate relating to some alcohol or something right. like that you know so we was like the Greer Bros mm. you know, we just call ourselves the Greer Brothers we were like at first it was the Greer Brothers Greer Brothers because people thought me and Lamar were brothers right all the time we were like attached to the hip and that's how I came we started run with it and we started putting it in songs and just started yelling it everywhere and this was the time for Instagram before it was just Twitter you know, it was right. Twitter, it was Facebook, and it was just close friends. So it was like neighborhood people, people right. from your neighborhood you grew up with. Y'all still were in community. Nowadays, you really don't run into people because, you know, you always can check in with somebody on a page or something. But I feel like back right. then, people made themselves more accessible. True, true. Now everybody's in the house just on Instagram, showing filtered photos and things like that. Or let me FaceTime you, say hi. You know, right. it's, it's like, you know, same. we used to pull up. So that it, it helped so being that we had that we were limited to that it helped grow you know just to support right, right what right. we were doing um so what i wanted to do is go back a year ago yes ma'am and talk about my girl deja which i was just listening to our interview i was listening to her album mm. so i just wanted to check up and see how she's doing mm, deja's doing amazing deja 
she was the artist that got her single deal with Universal right. Records. Um, she got signed in February, and she's been working. She's probably the top five worker that I know. Mm. She, we probably crafted during our interview. We probably had about twenty songs. We probably have now about a hundred. That's awesome. Yeah. So she did about seventy songs since to February to now. Wow. I would say just just you know ideas, complete songs. She's been networking. She's been gaining just mutual respect from other creatives. Right. You know that are because on of the levels. amount of work she puts in. The amount of work she puts in. Right. Just you know her character. You know her demeanor. You know she's a star. She walks in a room. She attracts. She just she just grabs all the attention. Right. And know? it's not just because she's beautiful. Right. You know it's she, the energy that she brings mm -hmm. and how she carries herself. Exactly. She, she carries herself like a lady, you know, like a lady. Like you want to, she's mysterious. You want to get to know this lady, right? right? Yes, you know? yes. And so. she has, she also has a beautiful smile. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that does attract people to her for sure. So I did watch the other day. I watched the forty-minute recording session. It was with you and Deja. Right. Yes. And you were in the studio, and she was like, "It smells like feet in here." <laughs> in the booth. Oh my god. I don't know the name of the song, but. I, I don't know if it's Watch Me Do My Thing, but Do I know she kept... Thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, is it finished? Yes, that song is finished. Okay, so we can hear it, you know, sometime through the day. Is that... Po I mean, the night, is that possible? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You know, obviously, you didn't do the whole thing, in, you know, in that 40 minutes. But, um... But I was intrigued. Mm -hmm. I, I sat there. I, it must have been, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, because I'm a night owl. <laughs> so, I'm looking for stuff, and... Um, I was researching you and everything, and I was like, "Oh, let me let me watch this." Right, right, right. So I watched the whole thing, and it was good. Ooh, yes. It was, yeah, it was Do very my good. Thing. Yes, we did that record. Um, her manager, um, D Star, shout out to D Star. He, um, he sent her that beat, and that was made by Quasimo, Quasimo, mm -hmm. Quasimo, um, from American <laughs> Boys Entertainment. Um, cause they both had the same managers. Right. So she sent him a beat pack over. And you know, I guess he just automatically knew, like Deja, this is the song for, for you. you. So, right. Yeah, she sent it over. We immediately got to it. And Quasmo didn't even hear it till recently. He didn't even hear it till about September. He was like, "Oh wow, you did this record!" And he was ha He was happy. He loved it. So, I'm excited. Yeah, it was a. It's, it's a cool record. It's a cool. Got a real good groove to it. Real offbeat type of groove to it that I yes. love. It's so offbeat as shit. I'd be like, God. Yes. Okay, I had to change my number yesterday. Needed you to stop calling me. Got the aura out of my fear. Damn it, you needed to stop here. Made enough fools out of me. Even when you try to put me first, you don't show no evidence to us. I done put all my time and all my diamonds keep shining. You go watch me do my she's in the studio and you're there at the controls mm -hmm. and you know she's singing you you you, you stopped her 
you were just telling her how high to go. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, obviously you can't sing as good as she can, Absolutely, but you know, she, mm -hmm. you were just telling her to go, I guess, higher at one point. How do you know um, when to tell an artist to go higher or lower? How do you know to change the inflection in their voice? Like, what's the alarm that goes off in you to say, you know, I want, I want it higher? That's an amazing question too. What I'm listening to is what's happening prior to. If I'm feeling like I'm bored mm -hmm. prior to it, I, when I'm getting bored, that's when we need to change it. Okay. So if she's doing something similar, doing something similar, I think of the next line and I tell her to take her up, to take the listeners on a ride. Because the right. thing with R&B is when you're a singer, you have it very, it's really hard on R&B singers because people are expecting you to sing your life away. They're right. expecting you to not take the easy way out. You can mm -hmm. do A, B, C, one, two, three in a song and it'll sound good. But right. when you do A, B, C, one, two, three, four, five, six, people are like, right. oh my gosh. That'll catch their ear and that's when they're like, oh. There we go. <laughs> yes. <You know? laughs> that's my part. <laughs> so that's basically the indicator of when I feel I need to jump in and say, hey, let's try this out. Okay. And she's always with the shits. You know, she trusts my ear. First time I recorded her, she was like, tell me to do anything. We was like, hey, we right. do some harmony. She like, it was the first the time we was, I was like, tell me to do any harmony. I was like, we have fun. Which is awesome because it sounds like she's not a diva. Like, I'm not doing this. No. I'm not doing that. And she doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. come in and ask for all the yellow M&Ms. You know, doesn't. she's like, <laughs> she's, I just want yellow M&Ms. Right. Um, but, you know, she seems like a T. <laughs> right. Pink Starburst. Pink Starburst. That's my favorite. But, um, but, um, so she's, it seems like you guys vibe well together. Yes. And yes. I love to see that. But have you ever had anyone in the studio that was a diva, someone that was difficult? And if so, how did you handle it? Um, not so much a diva, but more so as trying to figure out what level they're on. Right. Um, actually, let me think. Did I, I never had any divas and... Or Devos. D okay. Devos. Yes. Whoa. Divas or Devos. Oh, man. Let me see. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you don't have to mention any names, but you yeah. can certainly tell the situation. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear. Oh, man. Yeah, I was in a session one time, and the artist just couldn't make a decision on a record that they wanted. Right. You know, and it wasn't so much of a diva situation or devo situation but it was more so of the artist wasn't confident in themselves mm, you know yeah. so it's like and i have this thing when i play records sometimes like my records they they're too good Ooh, and when i say they're ouch. too good like they're intimidating mm. they're industry level okay. you know so if an artist doesn't feel like they're on that industry level they're not going to feel like you know they're not going to be confident in approaching it right so i find myself going through 20 records Mm. you know until i really you know and i at, after i'm after i'm playing the sixth record i already know what it is right you know i've been doing it so long. i've been around so many artists that i know how to read it you know you, you whatever industry you're in right you're an expert at you know you know how to you know how to you know little things you know how to read i know how to read when a person isn't feeling it or it's their off day they ain't right. feeling nothing right mm -hmm. now but they're just making the time pass right and that's what it was at that point so how do you tell them to, um, how do you help them get more confident in, in their songs and the music and What I do is I'll, whoever they are, um, a singer, I start singing. I start singing melodies. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, I'll tell them, yo, try singing this real quick. Right. You know, so I'll, or I'll rap, I'll try a few bars. Right. You know, I'll put myself 
in a zone that I'm not comfortable in. Mm. I'm not a singer, but we've been sitting here for an hour and a half and haven't made a decision. I'm going to come up with an idea. Right. Because I know in my experience, when I tell someone to sing something that's mm. a singer, it's going to sound good because right. I have a good ear. I know melodies. You know, I was technically trained for this. So, right. So then, you know, as a producer, you're also a... A guidance counselor, almost. right? Just a <laughs> right, a mentor, a guy, right? A yes. guidance counselor. You're, right, you're guiding them to, you know, here. This is the way you should go. If they don't know, because there's so many different directions, you have to guide them to say, you know, this is what I think sounds good. Let's try it. Right, and usually that works, but for again, for this specific situation, mm -hmm. it did not work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was it just like, I understand this is your dream, honey, but, uh... <laughs> it was a guy. It was a guy. Right. <laughs> it was a guy. It was, you know how that worked out? I said, pull up records from your producer, and we'll see what we can do. Right. And that got him in there. He did about four bars. Four bars is considered, like, you know, <laughs> if you got a five-minute drive, you only went to heat the car up. That's four bars. <laughs> Okay, I I am so I hear bars all the time, right. and I'm just like, that's yeah, okay, okay, okay. Right. like I know what the hell people are when talking you about. have a full so song, basically, what are bars? Let's yeah, talk bars to us about are bars. measures of music. It's um, mm -hmm. it's a, <laughs> it's a count to okay. the measures. I I don't know the specific definition. Gotcha. Oh my gosh, okay. but um, typically you have an eight bar verse or eight bar hook four you know it's in even numbers mm -hmm. essentially so you know if someone does four bars within a thousand and fifty three bar song you can oh. yeah yeah that's not a lot that's not a lot <laughs> <laughs> so when people say he got bars does that mean he does a lot in a, a short period right. of now, time that term is pop culture when they say oh, okay. they have bars bars is also means he has hard lyrics the lyricist mm. she he got has it. hard lyrics okay but technical terms and when it comes to music and recording on the grid bars are just measures of time i love how you included she and he yes that's all i gotta say <laughs> i love it absolutely, I absolutely love absolutely y'all women are on top women are, <laughs> women are on top or right the now. bottom whichever way Liz, it works oh, you know <laughs> Whichever way is preferred. Versatile. We are versatile. <laughs> so when you produce a song, mm -hmm. um, do you start at the beginning and then do the middle and then the end? Let song? me ask you. Do we have the beat already? Yes. You have the beat. Okay. You have the lyrics. Great. I have the beat. I have the lyrics. Where I start the song? Immediately from the beginning. From the beginning. Yep. Immediately from the beginning. Um, I don't think about, oh, let's start the hook first. There's been rare occasions where I wanted to start. If I start the hook first, it's mainly if I'm like... I can think of times when I was recording and just, you know, experiment with rapping and singing. Mm -hmm. I would start sometimes the hook first. But most of the artists that I record or I produce, you know, we start from the top. Okay. Get it from the top. And what we may do is we'll do verses first. We'll right. do verses first. We'll skip over the chorus. We'll do the second verse. And then we'll come back to the chorus and right. do that separately. So that's okay. as much as, I guess, out of format we'll do. So what's the hardest part of producing a record? <clears throat> is it getting the music? Is it getting the lyrics? Is it getting the lyrics to match the music? Or or the arrangement? Like, what's the hardest part? The hardest part for me is making the song complete. 
-hmm. knowing when the song is complete. Mm. That's the hardest part for me. Right. Knowing when to not add a harmony here. Hey, we have enough harmonies. Hey, the first verse doesn't need anything. But I may think the first verse needs something because it's empty. Right. You know, that's the hardest part. And just knowing what choices to make on what to layer and what to put front and back in a record. Is anything ever a hundred percent with you? And let let's say at the time you you feel like, oh yeah, the song is good, it's a hundred percent. Do you ever listen to it and say, I could have done this, I could have done that? Absolutely. Like all are the you time. never not happy with your Oh, I'm always happy finished product. Always happy, but always knowing what I can improve on later. Okay. And one thing about me is commonly what you have with people especially when they're not used to recording mm -hmm. or not used to re um, releasing songs, they may dwell on the same mistakes and dwell on mm. what they can make better. Uh, have you recorded before? I actually did and I still have the tape. I was in eighth grade and we sang I gotta hear that. the whole choir. I have the tape. The whole choir sang um, Lean On Me. But we recorded, there's a recording studio in Scotch Plains, which is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And so our music teacher, she was, she was so into music. Like she didn't just have choir she she did so many different things like we had concerts mm -hmm. and then she took us in sections to go record at the studio That's in uh amazing. in scotch plains like she was she was into it, it wasn't just this is a a, a period a class right 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 this is an, an she experience. was she was into it i can't remember her name for the life of me but um i have that tape i, I should bring it to you is there any way you can clean it up i absolutely can oh That's my, my god job. oh can my god i gotta get in here you got the tape we get in here Mm -hmm. And I'll clean it up. Looking at you in the studio, um, at home or you know, an outside studio or anything, I see that there's a lot of bells and whistles and buttons and all that stuff. How did you learn how to work the equipment? Did you have any formal training, or did you just like it so much that you taught yourself? Like, right. What was the process of learning how to use this equipment? Oh, because even here, looking here, you got a mic, you got a uh, keyboard, keyboard, you got a, a you know gadgets keyboard for the computer, there, right. gadgets over there, big <laughs> ass screen, Not you know weird. lights going up and down. I don't even know what this all is. Oh my gosh! How did you learn how to use all the equipment that's involved in producing? With digital music, I I was taught. I was um I call myself an industry plant. And, industry plant. Right. They have this term where they say, hey. You are industry plant. For example, pop culture would consider Takashi Six Nine an industry plant. Are you saying P L A N T or P L A N? P L A N T. Okay. Like a plant, and and I'd say it's sometimes in a negative sense, but in terms of me, um, I was technically trained for it. I was, you know, it's like a boxer who he was taught how to fight versus someone who just wanted to hop and just play, just box. Right, because they, they used the to fight on the street or something. You know, exactly. So what's a, so yeah, when you say plant, I feel like it's somebody that's spying. Right. That's okay. why it's taken in a negative term. Right. But I like to use in a positive term as I was planted here to develop the people. Okay. I was, you know, to educate, because that's what I do. I develop artists, but it started with, you know, me being in, you know, at the age of nine, I was learning music. But um, I was formally trained since the age of nine of musicianship, just, you know, playing instruments, jazz, mm -hmm. melodics, arrangement. That was my thing. I wasn't in the beats, I wasn't in the production ever at all right. until I went to college and I had to take those classes. Mm -hmm. That's when I was formally trained how to record, just all the aspects of it. Right. I was also trained how to 
just push people because I have my major was music education. So mm-hmm. I had to learn how to, you know, you got to learn how to build your kids up. Right. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. I was taught those aspects. After college, I just kept up. You know, I, I'm always researching though because mm-hmm. I'm technical. I'm always going to research. But to see what's new out there. To and, see what's new, right. especially as an engineer, I got to keep up. I can't be in the, you, you'll go around some engineers, producers, you know, you can tell they stuck in whatever year they, you know, was that highlight. Mm. You get mm. me? Me, I'm, right. I got to keep a fresh air. Every Friday I'm on digital streaming, seeing what dropped. Oh, I got to make a record like that. That's the competition. Oh, okay. You're That's, talking about as far as, you know, what sounds are dropping. Mm-hmm. You know, but further development came with me just having a passion and I started making money off it in college. So it was mm-hmm. like I had to, you know, when you had a, you know, your job, when you got a job, they always put training classes to further develop you. So I had some to do jobs. That for do. My... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. In some way, whatever they feel is the further development. Yes, and it could be changing management. <laughs> be... Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you know, I've seen pictures and videos and stuff like of you know, Biggie and, you know, rappers from the 90s being mm-hmm. studios. And it makes you want to be there in yeah. that atmosphere because they're singing, they're rapping, they're drinking, they're smoking, and everybody seems to be getting along. Mm-hmm. For me, looking at all those videos and the history of how, you know, our rappers, you know, came to be, the popular rappers came to be, I would all I would love to be a part of that. Like, is that what we're doing today? Are we doing the same things that... You know, Biggie, Jay-Z, is that still the same vibe? Yes. That's okay. one thing that has not changed. Exactly right. how Biggie, Tupac, and Diddy were in there vibing. Right. That is exactly how it is today. Okay. You know, the studio is a sacred place for especially artists. Right. Studio is like, it's like you're bearing yourself. This is your creative. This is something you may be insecure about or not. But this right. is something you protect. You know, and if somebody come at it, you're going to protect it. Right. So it's good. It's always essential to have that good type of energy. And that's one thing that never stopped from day one. Even recently, I watched the Clark sisters. Um, The Clark sisters are dropping a new album. Listen, wow. Jesus is a love song. Praise <laughs> God. I'm going to say that. <laughs> yes. The Clark sisters, you know, they're wonderful. But even them watching their... And one thing I about I doubt they're those, sitting there drinking Henny and smoking No, no, weed, they're not. Okay, let's talk about that part. Yeah, they're not sitting there doing that. They could be, I don't know. <laughs> but they sitting there... There's no there problem with that. And they're live, with, tuning with each other. And right. they're having fun. Even Jermaine Dupri's in there. You know, um, Rodney Jerkins produced it. But um, it's the same type of energy as if when they were 16 and 17 recording. Right. Oh. You get me? They just more in tune with each other. They have a bit more, right. you know, you, you see them arguing a bit more, but in a friendly way because mm-hmm. they're sisters. Right. You know, and they've been working with each other for, you know, yeah, 20, you never stop 50 arguing years, 40 years. It doesn't you matter. Know? You never start arguing. What is the most lucrative way that you find new artists or new music? Word of mouth for me. Okay. Word of mouth for me. Fortunately, I grew up in a day and age where word of mouth was the strength right um not that i bash social media nowadays but um since i'm not so in tune with it luckily i have that to fall back on for example the record that i mixed the album that i mixed for um damar aaron he recommended me referred me to a artist in south africa who signed a universal as well mm-hmm. You know, it's a mixed. Is that project. the one you talked about earlier? No, Al- not Alexandra. Oh, there, oh, now there's else. another. I'm, I'm going global. Mm. It appears. And why not? <laughs> and you absolutely should be. 
Like, if I was a singer, I would work with you because, number one, I know you. Mm -hmm. Well, not just because I know you, but because I know who you are. Yes. You make me feel comfortable. Yes. Um, People gravitate to you. I've gravitated to you. I know others have, but you're very comforting. And in a time where anxiety is high, Mm -hmm. people don't trust themselves and they question themselves and, you know, people don't know what direction they want to go into. You let them see or you help them see their potential yes and that is important because you could be you could be trash but you know what it could just be the path that you're going on if Mm -hmm. you have someone to help you you know do this and do that then you know what you could be the the best in you know that you could ever be you could it's a development stage yeah i was taught this so being that i was taught this like i know anyone can do it No. no you were taught the process of producing instrumentation right? i was okay, taught instrumentation, how to play saxophone but your personality and who you are right you're right is, was instilled in you mm-hmm. i don't know if god injected you with something when you were born or whomever you you know right believe in. <laughs> but i mean that's your personality it has not it doesn't matter if you were an engineer if you were a pie maker mm-hmm. if you were an executive right 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 your just your personality would still you know shine thank you and people would be drawn to you so it doesn't matter what you do mm-hmm. you know that's it's just a natural thing thank you i wish you i knew that when i was a younger age so, <laughs> <laughs> oh we don't we don't know shit when we're we younger. Shit. It's like oh my god i'm terrible and all of a sudden it's like oh Marvelous. you know you blossom it's like <laughs> so i want to know about um new music so this is kind of a controversial question. Absolutely. Out of all it. of, in the last year, out of all of the artists that you worked with, who do you think would be able to change either the culture or the music business? It could be more than one artist, but who do you think has the potential to change the music culture? Because that could mean... It, a lot of things when you change the culture like mm-hmm. it, it can mean clothes it can mean the thought process it could mean it can mean political like who do you think can have a a, a big impact on music mm. someone that you work with we're just going in the last year so anybody before that don't be offended mm-hmm. one thing i go about is what people people tell me mm-hmm. you know i listen to what people say and the one artist I can say that people always get intrigued about is Alexandra. Okay. From she's South Africa. South Africa. Yeah, she's from okay. Namibia. Um, she came here about 2018. Did you tell me about her last year? I feel like I remember that name. I think so, yeah. We had just dropped the upcoming okay. record. So um, I would say that would, I think, would be the one that people would want to see up. Right. You know, she's, she's, she's doing something different. That she's doing, she's doing something that is gaining popularity.
Tim's that's out you know mm-hmm. she's an international artist as well like international music is becoming commercial absolutely it's becoming over here so I feel with that being said I feel like she has the potential to you know she's going to she's gonna change the way music sounds and she's doing because mm-hmm. she's so free-spirited and she's not limited she's willing to try R&B she's willing to try Afrobeat she's willing to try soul jazz everything right you know so she just you know she has no pride when it mm. comes to it i like that so i feel that that that's oh takes my god that reminds me of a song too much fried <laughs> yes i love that is my favorite song shout out to oh deja, my girl. god yes um, hi deja god. i told you i was listening to her album on the way here um the last we talked about her or last year she was gonna do rapping she was gonna try oh was it last year I mean, when we talked, it was yeah. last oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she, you said you heard her, and she she could she could fly. Yeah, that's oh, I did say when cool when I heard her, mm-hmm. I knew I was like, nah, she got bars. Right. And it was, yes, bars. And it was my goal. Mm-hmm. She did. I think she did about three rap records. Mm-hmm. She did about three rap records so far. She did a record with um Starberry. Shout out to Starberry too, official Starberry. She did a song called Jungle. It's gonna be dropping real soon. But um, and she rapping. And it was just like I said, I was like, I knew she had it. Mm-hmm. And then she, and then we did, we did Jungle in May. We did Jungle in May. And then you and Deja. me, Deja, and Star. Okay. Yeah. And then recently, I would say September, we did two more rap Jones and she smashed them. Like she on her IG, she, she, she pushing that. She, she about to shoot a video for it and it's about to go up for that song mm. she got a good voice regardless whatever she do she's the most versatile too Deja. you know Deja she, right. she, she gets down on anything I agree and I her agree. voice sounds good on anything so my darling last year I always have to refer back to our first interview yes we talked about your vision board yeah yay so I want to know some of the things that you crossed off I want to know some of the things that you added and um, anything additional I tried a vision board and I put my name on it in glitter Mm. and I had one sticker of something maybe a book you know because I you know wrote a book right and that was it Mm. And then it was up there so long that eventually it fell down. Okay, so we're looking at Shahid's vision board. All right, so yeah, it's not a lot. It's not much. Okay, what I realized about the the vision board. It's a lot from what I'm looking at. I don't know what you're talking about. There is a lot, but there's really nothing music related up here. Oh, it doesn't have to be. Your right. vision board. It doesn't have to be musical. So what this vision board is This is, is your turning, life. This is the motivation board. Mm-hmm. And this is what this is essentially turning into. We have motivation quotes. We are all a work in process. What's for you is for you. Don't mm-hmm. rush the process. What's mm-hmm. new is Deja. It's time to motherfucking work, Charlie. Mm. <laughs> you have to remind yourself of that because sometimes you can get like, you can get lazy. You could. You I know be. I have. I, I've had that talk, talk with myself two weeks ago. Like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you need to focus. So you have to have those personal talks with yourself. So... Yeah, I think that's why she wrote it. I think I was taking too many. Notes. Oh, Deja wrote that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> she wrote that. Like most, this most of this is what other people have wrote. Um, 
Never Give Up, Life Goes On. Oh, um, someone wrote that for you? Yes, Jocinda. Um, there was this new artist that I met from Allentown. Her name was Jocinda. Mm -hmm. And her partner recently had passed away. Mm. So um, she wrote that when we did our first song. She Sorry to hear that. Never Give Up, Life Goes On. Um, value. I had to write this. I wrote this myself because I had to realize like there's value in everything. You know, everything That's you do, true. you are valuable. You know, everything you approach has some type of value to it. So, so I see one at the bottom right, and it says, the goal is to never trade passion for money. Right. Deja that is that awesome. Oh, Deja wrote that? Mm -hmm, she wrote that. Honey. Yeah, she be sparking this shit up. Yes. So. And that is the truth, because people think, you know, how can I make money from this? And that's not the point. Yeah. That is truly not the point. And and not for everybody. People, everybody thinks different. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're really passionate about someone, it, something, it's really, you know, how can I do this? And how can I make myself happy and other people happy? And then the money may or will come. Right. You never know. I think that's why she so put that, it. So that is so true. It goes to show, like, her passion for this, like, showed when she got signed. You know? Mm -hmm. You get signed, you get whatever. You know, they, they bless you she worked she put in record songs all the time it was never a switch up you know she's true to her heart right she meant that what's uh, what's that in the, the purple up at the top thoughts affect your behavior that is true yeah thoughts affect your behavior i think i wrote that because i realized i was venting about something mm -hmm. and it was be affecting my behavior right and in a negative way so i was like yo be mindful of bad thoughts you know yes. just not even bad thoughts you may go through something like a neighbor cut you off you know a neighbor parking in your spot or some shit you know you may come in the house venting but right that will affect everything you do everything you touch now is about to have a bad bad vibe to absolutely it. so absolutely Besides flying a plane, what other new skills have you learned in the past year? It doesn't have to be um, associated with music. It could be anything. It could be, you know, talking to people. It could be anything with your job, anything in your personal life. You know, what new skills have you learned to, to help you navigate through life? I know that's a big question. Take your time. Let's think about it over playing the piano. All right, one of the something I've definitely learned has nothing to do with music and just something with just development growth. Just to trust who I am and trust my strengths. Mm. Like you said, um, people gravitate towards me. You know, I make people feel comfortable and a good listener. All right. And that allowed me to be in situations where I'm happy now. Mm -hmm. You know, it allowed me to bring the correct people around me. In a in an age where, you know, I was working with a signed artist. Well, I'm still in. So it's a lot of clout chasers. You know, and I haven't met those people. Right. I haven't met people who are out there trying to use me and... Mm. just extract everything from me and dip out 
You said you've never met people like that? I haven't um, this year. Even if I meet people like that, I can call them from a hundred yards away. Oh, you can see it? Yeah, me. I'm, oh, okay. Because me, I'm a, I'm a very logical person. So like... It's the energy that they bring the to you. But yeah, that's awesome that you're able to see the person's personality before they storm onto your platform. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have this thing where I say, like, you know, you don't judge a book by its cover, but... Right. 80% of my life I've been judging books by its cover and I've been right. So sometimes you gotta take probability over possibility. So tell me, what is your um, your vision for music in the future? It, it's now 2021. We've been through this pandemic through, what, 2020, 2021. Tell me what your 2022 looks like so we can be there, we can promote it. You know, we, we need to be there to support each mm. other. 2022. What does 2022 look like? 2022. Um... It's because I had a recently had a meeting with um, my partners, you know, Mag and Lamar LB, and you know we just pushing ourselves out there more in terms of new people. Right now, who people know us? Like I said, we're word of mouth, but it's like it's colleagues. It's like how many new conversions do we have? It's just to get more conversions, right? Get new people on board. Right. That's the goal. You know, my um my friend Sean came to me. It was like, hey, you know we should start traveling more you know just you know putting ourselves in different situations different positions and i agree we know that music has done a lot for um artists mm -hmm. for producers mm -hmm. for the kids that are listening to it right. but for the parents in this day and age mm -hmm. that do not like the music or can't connect to the music mm -hmm. What would you say to them to help them connect to the music so that they can connect to their child? What I would say is um, go on digital streaming services every Friday. Go to the Explore page. There's something out there for you to love. There's something. Donnell Jones is my favorite artist. He just released the album. Really? He's one of my favorite artists. He, he just put out a, he put out some great songs. Some great songs, mm -hmm. and he also inked some great songs for a few people mm -hmm. that gave him hits. So it's like, I would say just go on explore page and explore your genre of music, um, explore your favorites who you love, and see how their new new songs sound. And you know, listen, that's all I would say. I find great satisfaction going and just finding new music. There's something for you. Okay, so how can the parent connect with the child? The child. Because the music is very different. <laughs> how do you connect? In this day and age. All right, in this day and age. So I'm a problem solver, and this is the solution. Um, your favorite artist, whatever you like and whatever Ebony likes, mm -hmm. see if they they did a collab together maybe, you know? Um, okay. Eric Bellinger, he's also another one of my favorite artists. He did a collab with TLC. Maybe your early night, maybe your favorite artist has done a record with Ebony's favorite artist. Okay, gotcha. That's how you can start, just to look for those type of records. Right. Like TLC was my favorite. Right. Eric Love, Bellinger is a favorite I'm out. And just to see them, oh, you know? But for someone who only loves TLC, that probably would have worked. That right. probably would have gave them the opportunity to see, right. oh, right, here's what this guy's capable mm -hmm. of. 
that's what I would recommend. Just you know, if there's um, play music around each other, you know, explain the music. You know, if you're playing music around, you know, your grandsons. Here's another way to connect to Alan. Okay. Aiden to Elijah to Trey. Uh huh. Is to create experiences with them. Mm -hmm. That's it. Music is about experience. The reason I love Donnell Jones is because there was a I can put back a moment to that song when I was listening to it. Right. You know, oh, create okay. experience with the music. You know, even if it's new music, you're on the way driving somewhere, you're on a road trip, throwing a new song. Mm -hmm. You may not like it, but right. five years from now, you're going to remember when you ride on that right. trip. And you're going to hear that song, and that's going to remind you. That's what I would recommend to most people. If they're trying to make a connection to just the younger generation, or even vice versa, to the older generation, to the pioneers. Right. Just create an experience while you're listening. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Make me tear up. That's it. Ah. It's easy. Shahid. Yes. What does the music mean to you? And what do you expect to get out of it? So you're putting so much into the music, into people, into your instruments. Mm -hmm. You know, do you expect anything out of that? Um, sadly to say, I don't expect anything. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of like a soldier conditioned to just go to war. Oh, you know, deep. it's like, it, I've been trained for it. It wasn't something that I woke up, hey, I want to do music. It was like, get up 730, you got class. Mm -hmm. So like my mind is always in the, what's next? What's the next course? Yeah, that's basically it. I just hope to keep further and developing people, making artists feel comfortable. Letting artists know that what they're doing isn't wrong. That's what I right. like to do. I like, I don't, I'm the type of engineer. I walk in, I come in, you come with me. I ain't going to tell you this wrong, this wrong. I'm going to let you be yourself first before anything. Right. You have to strip bare naked. Right. And then I'm going to tell you how we can improve on what your goals are. Okay. That's my goal. That's that like. sounds good. Yeah. I like it. That's so intimate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, music is That's an intimate so, thing. Yeah, it is, you know, right? You, you make love and <laughs> make babies to it, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's an experience you create. Among other things. You know? <laughs> In the music business, what type of footprint do you want to leave? What are you in your 30s? Mm-hmm. 37. And, right? And you have so many more years to go have you thought about what type of footprint you want to put on the industry or do you not know yet yes i do i want to be the person who <laughs> shali allow me to figure out myself mm -hmm. that's what i want that's what i want to hear in my funeral shali gave me the ability to figure out myself this is what you want other people to say mm -hmm. to you. And okay. that's why I, and I empower you. my artists to come in. Deja's a singer. You feel me? Right. She came in here and she started yeah. rapping. You know, I didn't say, yo, Deja, don't rap like this. You, What you don't know, I embraced it. You have to embrace it because, like, I already know she's fire, whatever she writes on that fucking paper. Mm -hmm. You get me? So it's like, just go. You already got on the paper, just go. All I got to do is open the door. You know? That's all I gotta do is put the right. plane just on the runway. Press, I know you know how before. to fly. Right. Go yeah. ahead. Go to from go to Miami. Mm -hmm. I just gotta put the plane on the runway. That's all my right. job is. 
So that's what I want. Shali, you know, he allowed me to explore myself, you know, and give artists that opportunity because that's right. necessary. You know, the studio is a very intimate place. You you can be comfortable. You can be comfortable or you can be uncomfortable. Right. You feel me? You can be with an engineer who just say, okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. And half of the time, you're probably doing things based on what you think the engineer likes. Like, I just say right. this part. Is it okay? No, um, I asked the artist, do you like it? Right. You get me? It's, okay, it's after I them. hear, yeah. if, you know, after I hear if you like it or not, I'll listen to see if I think we can change things. If not, right. I'm going with your initial thought. That's my right. job. You pay me. <laughs> you get me? So at the end of the day, I accept that. The customer is always right, but it's your job to educate and further Honey, development. Yes. That's all. That that's all. <laughs> that's deep. I mean, that's that is that's, deep. That's it. You know. <laughs> um, but thank you again. Do you have any parting words for our audience? For Yo, your man. audience, hey, do you have any parting words? I have. Yes, absolutely. Stay safe. That's all. As we can say in these times, there are new things popping up. There are other things that are promised, and there are things that are keeping us from getting to that promise. So. Stay safe, everybody. Mask up. Make sure you're vaccinated. Whatever your beliefs are, stay safe. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Designing Culture Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, please feel free to reach out to me because I love to hear your feedback, your stories, and your ideas. And if you know someone that should be on the show, please drop me their information. You can email me at designingculturemg at gmail.com or you can call, leave a voicemail or text me at 908-248-2457. And if you'd like to reach out to Shahid, you can find him on Instagram under Shali Griebrews and his information will also be in the program notes. See you next time. Um, so, okay, so what else did you do in the last year outside of music? I started taking flight lessons. In an airplane? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're doing the craziest things. But, um, yeah, I started taking flight lessons. I, I got targeted. You know how nowadays you get targeted for stuff? For, for Oh, because your name. Not even my name. is. I don't know what happened. I, I was scrolling. And this is how it all happens. I was scrolling, and then for some reason, I ended up watching a movie about some air, about a pilot dying. Right. It was a couple on a plane. It was a couple trying to make amends on a plane. Like I love you, baby. Let's go. You know, together. And, they, and they were, you know, they were having trouble, you know, and they were at a wedding which they didn't want to be at, mm. and the people that were at the wedding left them to go to the island because they woke up late. So right. one of the ladies said, "Hey, I know a pilot friend that can pilot fly us out." Mm -hmm. to the island it's like you go to st lucia you have to fly into st lucia then you have to fly somewhere else right so it was like one of those so they hopped in the plane and the pilot caught a heart attack and died and they had to land the plane themselves mm. and then for some reason i just started in case you were ever in that situation you want to know how to land a plane <laughs> not even i started seeing <laughs> flight school things and then oh really yes <laughs> they started popping up and then i ran into my neighbor i have a neighbor down the street who's a pilot mm -hmm. 
So, you know, he has like a whole simulator in his house because he got a simulator during COVID because right. he wasn't flying. But so he had to keep up his skills. He had to skills. keep sharp. Mm. You know? So, you know, I hopped on the simulator and, you know, he was showing me and it was just real interesting. It's real technical. Mm -hmm. And that's why I took the dive because I'm starting to realize now that I'm a technical person mm -hmm. and anything technical I gravitate to and I excel in. Right. So as I started reviewing charts, I started reviewing air traffic control situation, mm -hmm. the buttons and the knobs, how the autopilot works. I literally fly in a plane. And I contacted the school in Linden, on, right on one and nine. Right, yeah, I see, you know I mean? see when I drive by. I'm like, that's a little close. What if a plane like misses the landing and no. runs into one? <laughs> you see, and those are the questions, that's what got me into it. Because once I realized things like that rarely happen, and I started to understand how planes work, most plane accidents happen in like less than six passenger planes believe it mm. or not like when you're in an airline that's the when they say that's the safest method of traffic most accidents happen when it's like a private pilot right you know, just somebody here with the you know crash and <laughs> plane ran out of gas right <laughs> <laughs> it happens or, or the wind just went poof <laughs> it, and blew that thing happens, all over the place you know, like a kite it, it, so, um <laughs> So have you have you gone into a real plane? I have not flown a plane. I have to do 50 hours on the simulator, which I just hit. There's okay. a simulator that you have to pre-qualify for. Right. And you have to hop on that simulator. You have to do 50 hours in. Mm -hmm. It's by Microsoft. And I hit my 50 hours about two weeks ago. So I go in the air January 8th. Wow. So if, but the reason why I'm doing this is because I see how I gravitated towards it. Right. I was good at it. So if I go in the air and I like, cause I may hate it when I go in the air. I don't like getting on roller coasters. Right. Okay. I feel you're just gonna. You're, but you're gonna be high. You realize that. <laughs> just know I'll never go on the plane with you. And don't take offense to that. It's just that. Ugh. I mean, a lot of people say that, but. 